Welcome, everyone. This is Narcissism Recovery Podcast. This is Yitz Epstein, your host. And today I'll be talking about the narcissist's mental prison or psychological prison. The narcissistic abuser, who we refer to as the narcissist, is going to morph into whatever victims want in a partner, in an employer, in a boss, in a parent, in a lover, you name it. Uh, this is the chameleon effect that many narcissistic abusers have manufactured and have been able to perfect over decades of operating out of a false sense of self. So narcissists watch how their victims respond to them and they morph into, again, this, this, the construct, the mental construct that the narcissistic abuse victim is looking for. So for example, if a narcissistic abuse victim is looking for uh, a lover, this is probably the most common one, looking for a lover, they will uh, become the perfect love partner. They become the perfect, you know, spouse. You know, this perfect potential future lover. Whoever, uh, whoever the the um, uh, the narcissist, the the victim is looking for, and uh, they'll pick up on things that they, that the victim desires. Like for example, if the victim mentions something like, "Oh, you know, I really love some a man who could cook or a woman who can cook." Um, then they'll say, oh, you know, I love cooking too. Cooking is one of my favorite things to do. They'll kind of play into the to the desire of the victim uh, and then watch how the victim builds a mental construct, an idea. Uh, and then they'll help brainwash the victim into uh, thinking that they are that exact uh, wonderful uh, person that, that the victim is looking for. Now, this serves to love bomb and pull the victim into the relationship where once in the relationship, there is uh, there's a certain psychological or mental prison that starts to be developed, starts built, starts being built. Uh, and this really is the mind of the narcissist is a, is a prison because it is not real. It is simply uh, a trap. It's like a mousetrap just to simply extract supply from their victims, obviously without them realizing it. And the, the, the narcissistic abuse uh, abuser controls everything. Uh, they want to be the gatekeeper of the victim's life. They want to control the finances, the emotional uh, regulation, the, the the connections, the information. Everything needs to be controlled. And once you're controlling somebody, well, you are essentially their prison guard. So it really works in a similar way uh, as, as does uh, a prison where the guard would then uh, control who comes in, who comes out. And ultimately, the day is completely entirely controlled by the guard. So ultimately, this is the same idea. This is really... The narcissistic abuser wants to control and ultimately take the the, the victim's resources, uh, their supply. So they want the the victim to be helplessly dependent on them. Uh, and once this is the case, they can they can then um, really they have nowhere else to go uh, for all their resources. They will come back to the narcissist and essentially give them what they want, give them everything they they, they that they that they uh, they demand and uh, and eventually the the, uh, the relationship becomes a place where uh, there's not they take it not by loving by love bombing or even manipulating ultimately just by bullying and not really even uh, trying at that point because they realize that the victim is completely and entirely reliant uh, this the example of this I've heard and I think it's, it's a brilliant example is, is a frog you know you put a frog in cold water they may or may not jump out but then you and then if you uh, heat up the water slowly the frog will um, will boil to death. Not the case if you put a frog in hot water where the victim will, I'm sorry, the, the frog will just simply jump out and obviously not be able to be trapped and, and ultimately uh, consumed. So this really works in, the, in, in a similar way. 
the narcissistic abuser is slowly but surely destroying the victim's sense of reality by gaslighting them. Victims gaslight themselves, so they self-blame. You see this in victims of narcissism because they often blame themselves for the relationship not going well, completely missing the concept, the fact that there's, an, there's actually a, a certain res, regimen of, of control tactics to disarm the victim. And it, it, it really, they've, uh, narcissistic abuse victims notoriously gaslight themselves and explaining away the bad behavior as to something they did wrong. You'll find this in codependence. Oftentimes they will say, oh, you know, I could have done this differently. They'll take on the abuse as if it's true and real. And really, it's, it's just it's a projection. It's not, it has nothing to do with victims, but victims still will take on as if it's their, their, something they could have done. But really, this is this is designed, this is, this is what the victims do to hold on to the bond. They want to hold on to that bond with the narcissist because the narcissist offers them this seemingly incredible love, support, freedom, uh, financial freedom, you name it. Um, so they want to hold on to that bond, so they're willing to explain away the explicable, despicable, uh, and dysfunctional abusive behavior. They end up, victims end up building the very prison in which they live in. Now this is a, this is a tricky one. Victims oftentimes say, oh, I'm going to hand in my heart to the narcissist, it's kind of my fault. So they end up building the very walls of their own prison that drown them, which is... Um, bizarre to think about, but yeah, that, that's the case. And, 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 and narcissists will keep the attention off of themselves and onto to the problem, seemingly the problem, the situation, which has victims using energy, time, uh, resources, uh, their own flesh and blood, just to, just to hold onto the bond, realizing that they're actually losing themselves in this fake relationship. The narcissist knows this, they're fully aware. Um, this is a, this is a, completely entirely manufactured mental prison. So the narcissist themselves lives in a mental prison. Uh, they live in the prison of their false self, uh, of their own tyrannical, tyrannical inner critic, the superego. So the narcissist lives in hell um, and they want to pull people into hell so they can have them keep company and ultimately steal their resources. So what this, you know, the, 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 the the victim essentially is being pulled into the psychological prison of the narcissist, and the narcissist, and then ultimately becomes stuck in that place um, where they are many times die emotionally, spiritually, and, and psychologically, uh, just exhausted, trying to trying to please this victim. I'm sorry, the narcissist to to ultimately hold on to the relationship, which not which is not even real, which is very disturbing and difficult for victims to accept after they have been in a relationship like this, but. Ultimately, in order to heal and come out of this 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 prison, it's in order. It's firstly, it's important to identify that you are living in prison, a prison with no walls, glass walls that so you can't see anything. Uh, you don't even realize that you're in it. It actually doesn't look like a prison at all. In fact, Hitler himself uh, has been quoted to say that you can teach a man to live in hell and think he's in heaven, live in heaven and think he's in hell. And I think this is really uh, points to just how accurate that is. You can brainwash your victims to think that love is hate and hate is love and to take the abuse as if it's true love. It's important to understand that, that victims of narcissistic abuse are living in prison. They are slaves to a master, uh, an abusive dicta dict dictator of a narcissistic abuser. So in order to heal, the first step is to realize you're in that prison. Um, that is a tough pill to swallow, especially if you've been in one for many decades. It's, an, it's imperative to come out of the denial state. There's always a denial state where um, victims 
refuse to accept the truth, especially if this is a parent. It's hard to see a parent as the perpetrator of such a heinous crime, but it is imperative to understand that this is the case, the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth is painful. It'll piss you off, but then it'll set you free. Um, it's important to just understand that truth is a pathway to healing, as painful as it is. Victims of narcissism will need to find the spiritual strength within them. Oftentimes, people who come out of the fog of narcissistic abuse refer to it as a spiritual awakening. Um, some would say that narcissism is a prerequisite to spiritual awakening because of the amount of pain a person goes through that forces them to face their true nature of their existence, which is their spirituality, their spiritual truth of who they truly are, the connection they have to the spirit realms. So it's an order. It's imperative that a person taps into their true nature of who they truly are. From that perspective, narcissistic abuse can be seen in a, in a positive light. If there's a silver lining, then it actually leads a person to a deeper understanding of life. Uh, not to say that there's anything good about narcissistic abuse, but there is something to be gained once healing is uh, is um, finally done. Free the mind. It's important to free your mind from the doctrination and the brainwashing of the spirit of this of the psychological mind prison of the narcissist. It's important to understand that in order to free your mind, you have to remove. You have to understand everything you have been told is a lie, even if it sounded truthful, even if it was truthful. The intention was to hurt, to harm. There was no truth in. There was no good intentions behind the truth or the relationship at all. It was to exploit. Again, very difficult pill to swallow, but very imperative if you want to free yourself from this prison. Um, so to kind of recap, to, under, to, to take yourself out of a prison that doesn't really have any walls, it's imperative to understand that you have been brainwashed to believe that this prison is a relationship and this is life and this is good and this is real love. It is not. Blaming yourself will not bring you any closer. Uh, taking responsibility certainly will. Taking responsibility is far from blaming yourself. Taking responsibility is, is understanding that what is in front of you is your life and you need to heal and come to terms with what has happened. Blaming yourself is taking is, is playing into the narcissistic abuser's brainwashing. So not blaming, taking responsibility, uh, realizing that this that there is there are better days ahead, and it is not who you are based on what you've been through and what you were told. So for those who are still stuck in this psychological prison, there is certainly hope and there's certainly a pathway to healing. Do reach out if you are struggling from narcissistic abuse. Um, I work with a very specific therapy method called the Mind Map, which was designed and created by Dr. Judy Rosenberg. Uh, she understood that in order to heal from any form of abuse, but narcissistic abuse specifically, you have to identify your wounds of childhood, which led you to, to believe that certain relationship patterns are healthy and normal, usually because we were taught that in childhood. Identify them and realize that you need to heal that. Not just the relationship with the narcissist, but the relationship with your past, with your wounds of childhood, so that you can truly heal from the ground up and rebuild your sense of self and sanity in a place of freedom. That is true freedom when you're in touch with who you truly are and your true health and true well-being. So thank you so much for listening. Please do like and share. Please reach out if you are struggling to heal. You can reach me at yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. Thank you guys so much. All the best.